Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. My name is Grace. I'm Christina. And I'm Michael. And today, we are talking about our beloved Oxford comma. Woo! Team Oxford comma! Everyone here thinks that the Oxford comma is necessary, yes? Yes. Yes. And and it is also, even on top of necessary, I think, preferred. Yes. You know what I mean? And essential. Okay, <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> Let's start with what is the Oxford comma, just to make sure everyone is on the same page. We are. We just need to make sure all our listeners are, too. Okay, so the Oxford comma, according to Webster's, which is our main our preferred dictionary. dictionary. Yeah. Yep. Webster's our boy. <laughs> According to Webster's, the Oxford comma, sometimes called serial comma or the Harvard comma, is a comma used to separate the second to last item in a list from a final item introduced by the conjunction and or or. Okay, great. So we've defined our terms. I didn't know it was also called the Harvard comma. I feel like I've never heard that before. Yeah, I... Hadn't before I, like, looked into it at all. Is it only maybe, like, at Harvard? They're like, hmm, well, they're British, so this is our comma. Classic Harvard, yeah. <laughs> they're just claiming things. Interesting. Um, but you know what? That's fine. I've never called it that. No. But, I, and I probably won't. Right. I think I usually call it the Oxford comma, although when I'm trying to, like, sound quite technical, I might say a serial comma, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I just always call it the Oxford comma. Obviously, as a publisher, we use the Oxford comma um, because we use the Chicago style. A few of the other style guides also recommend the Oxford comma, like MLA does, APA does, but AP does not. Why? Let me tell you why. It, it makes sense. The thing is, AP style is used by journalists. So, you know, that's a real space-saving medium. They're just trying to cram as much in as they possibly can in a short or a small space. Mm -hmm. So they're just getting rid of things left and right. <laughs> and so they forego the Oxford comma because they're like, you know what? We don't need right? it. Right. And they're probably forgoing like a lot of other stuff too. Yeah. If you ask me, like, I just don't think a comma would save you that much space. I'm with but you. you know. That's the that's the mentality. But like, I can understand that. I understand. We like concision here at Wildling. So like, I get it. Mm -hmm. um, but I just think you run into problems when you're choosing concision over clarity. Right. And when you lose understanding, like you've lost everything. Right. It's like, why? Why even try? <laughs> if you're not gonna like just say what you need to say. It's just chaos, and I don't know if y'all have ever looked up funny lack of comic. I mean, lack of. Uh, I almost said lack of comic sense. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what we just recorded? <laughs> um, lack of Oxford comma instances 
And they honestly are hilarious. <laughs> I recommend looking them up if you haven't before. There's a couple good ones here in your list. Are you going to read them aloud to us? Yeah, I will. Okay, there's this one that says, This book is dedicated to my parents, Ayn Rand, and God. <laughs> and so obviously, without the Oxford comma, you're saying that your parents are Ayn Rand and God. So that's awkward. Unless that's true. <laughs> it's immaculate conception, baby. <laughs> There's also the classic, we invited the strippers, JFK, and Stalin. So without the Oxford comma, you are saying that we invited the strippers, JFK, and Stalin. So JFK and Stalin are the strippers in that case. And you know what? Maybe that's super fun. Maybe that's more fun than with the Oxford comma. But it's less accurate. Right. It is. That's a very interesting party to <laughs> Right. <attend>. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, and then he, I'll just do one more, and it's also very good. Okay, highlights of his global tour include encounters with Nelson Mandela, an 800-year-old demigod, and a dildo collector. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Spicy. Very spicy Nelson Mandela. <laughs> wow. It's the things you learn about people. Honestly. Really... And I'll say, too, that like I've gotten so used to the Oxford comma being important. It's so ingrained in me that I read everything like a a meme or a joke now if it doesn't have it so even when i see it like the ap and i see it you know out in the press and i'm like mm -hmm. oh and i read it the wrong way every time first even if it's not funny i still laugh at it i'm like ha, ha. You know, <laughs> we could have yeah, separated I, that i never don't notice it yeah. i know it is always glaring obviously you can get into some shenanigans without it we're always here for clarity basically but i don't know if you guys have well you guys have probably heard of the court case that involved yeah, because we were working together on the day this news dropped, and we yeah. oh my just gosh, we lost our minds. We were like, "Oh, victory!" I think I, I believe I, I believe I saw it in a, a Reader's Digest when I used to, you know, actually get magazines in the mail. <laughs> oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so there was a court case uh, that involved the Oxford comma. Oh, hello! This is episode editor Grace popping in. To save regular episode Grace from doing just a terrible job of explaining this court case. Everyone needs an editor, folks. Okay, so here's the deal. Workers at a dairy company in Portland, Maine, filed a lawsuit against the company for overtime pay that they said that they were eligible for, but never paid. So initially when the case was heard in a federal court, the judge ruled that the drivers were not entitled to the overtime pay they claimed they were owed due to a state law that exempts workers who perform specific activities from being paid overtime. Well, the way the activities were listed in the law made for some ambiguous interpretation. So the law states that the following activities were exempt from overtime. Quote, the canning, processing, preserving, freezing, drying, marketing, storing, packing for shipment or distribution of a variety of perishable foods. Um, end quote. Although the last bit wasn't really a quote. You get it. The punctuation issue and the important bit comes up in the packing for shipment or distribution of part. Because the workers argued that Without the comma before the or, because there wasn't a comma before the or, packing and distribution read as one activity. So if there had been a comma, those two tasks would have very clearly been separate. Well, the drivers 
never actually packed anything. They only distributed. So if you read packing for shipment or distribution of as a single act, which they argued it was, then the overtime exemption wouldn't apply to them, and they would then be paid overtime. In the end, a three-judge appeals panel heard the case and decided unanimously that the drivers were in fact entitled to the overtime pay, and they reversed the lower court ruling. So, because of the lack of an Oxford comma, the drivers were eligible to share a $5 million legal settlement. So, there you go. Back to the episode. So, you mentioned that AP Style Guides, the AP Style Guide doesn't use, uh, I almost said Comic Sans too, God, uh, doesn't use the <laughs> Oxford comma because of its, it's trying to save space. But, yeah. but other countries, like, like, also don't use the Oxford comma. Like, we have a friend in Australia who refuses to use the Oxford comma, Oh, so I thought that was specific because he is also a journalist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wait a tick. It's all coming <laughs> oh my together. Gosh. Okay, wait. Does Australia. It, learning in public, you know what I mean? Use We're all growing. Comma. Oh, in Australia, most style guides recommend leaving out the Oxford comma. Uh. However, <clears throat> however. Public service style guides, for example, allow them to be used where confusion could arise or where the items in the list are more complicated than simple one word names. In other words, use your best judgment, basically. This is from hitsend.com.au. So, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see the point of not using it. Like, if it can make something clearer, then just use it. Yeah, and this, like, Australia thing that I looked up uh, mentioned that they can be used uh, in lists where items are more complicated than simple one word names. And I think that is like when they're the most important in like a book setting. If you're writing a list of stuff in a book, if it's like bread, butter and bacon or whatever, like you kind of I mean, like for clarity, you kind of don't even need commas. You know what I mean? It's just like a list of things you should use them but it's like when you get into like even slightly more complicated list items like i'm gonna go run some errands uh do some yoga and read and it's like are the yoga and reading part of the errands or or separate you know what i mean yeah it can get really confusing and then you have lists within lists oh yeah and then you need like semicolons semicolons because it gets wild yeah it does get wild it really does so that's why, like, punctuation, it, the reason punctuation exists is for clarity, always. Like, how do you know when a thought is over? It's because there's a period there, you know? How do you know when someone's yeah. talking? It's because there's quotation marks. So commas, I think, are probably the most versatile uh, uh-huh. punctuation mark. They, like, get a lot done. But in some places, you just really, really need a comma. Yeah. And at the end of a list is one of those places. I completely agree. I just love the Oxford comma, and that's on my business card. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, it's on yours. Uh, Christina, oof. it is on yours. Oh. <laughs> well, good for you. Oh, yeah, you're the keeper of the tabs and windows. <laughs> yeah, because I have so many tabs and windows <laughs> It's true. At the very end of the day, when it comes down to it, if you're writing this long list of things, and all of the items have commas, 
Why shouldn't the last two items be separated by a comma like all the rest of them? I just haven't heard a good argument for losing it besides saving space. Besides it's 1905 and people read print newspapers. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if someone wants to like respond and give me a good argument yeah. as to why you don't like it, looking at you Australians, <laughs> I am always down to hear other perspectives. Yeah, you can navigate to our website at the link in the show notes and let us know in the comments. And that's how you book. This episode was written and edited by Grace Ball. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog post and visit us online at Wildling Press on our social media or at www.wildlingpress.com. <laughs>